Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, good morning Russell. Russell. Good morning, good morning, Russell. Good morning, all. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for another day. We thank you that we are alive. We thank you for the breath in our lungs, that those lungs do not tire. They will continuously keep on breathing, that our hearts keep on beating. We thank you, Father, that every organ in our body functions in the way that you designed it, that you keep us free from sickness, that you keep us free from calamity, that you provide a roof over our head, that you provide family to care for us. We thank you, Father, for friends. We thank you that you establish the work of our hands. We thank you, Lord, for every physical provision that you give us. Food on our table. We thank you for the air we breathe, the water that we drink. You have carefully provisioned all of these and made them available to us. We thank you, Lord. And we thank you for your word. That it is through your word that you covenant blessings to us. You offer revelations so that when we stand on that revelation, then we are able to stretch that blessing to that extent. We thank you, Lord. And we thank you that you call each of us by name to be with you every single day. That no matter where we go, you go with us. You said you would not leave us even until the end of time. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the secret place that we can commune with you. That we can not only enter the outer courts of the tabernacle, but when we are dedicated enough, you are willing to reveal yourself, to draw us into the inner courts and into the Holy of Holies. We thank you, Lord. And we thank you for the peace and the joy that you pour into our hearts. And we share the same, Lord, this morning with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share that same peace, Lord, with all those that do not yet know you as a person, where you are still a religion to them, and with all those that do not want to know you, those that have turned away from you. And we share it also, Lord, with all those that we are lifting up in our altar of prayer, and with all those that have no one to pray for them. And we offer our faith to stand in that gap, Father, that you can minister to their needs as well, through grace, through your mercy. As you lift each of these, Lord, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator. Just as your word says, call on me and I will answer you. We call on you, Lord. The name of our Father, the one who is the preserver of men, the one who is our deliverer, our shield and our strength, the ancient of days, the maker himself, who is able to make every grace abound towards us, just as we reflected yesterday. The one whose hand is not short to redeem us. It is only our faith that could become short. If we let ourselves be convinced by the lies of the enemy and by our ignorance. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus. 
our rock, our refuge, our strength, the foundation of our faith and our Christian experience. He is the author and the finisher of that faith and destiny. He is the bridge, the way, the truth and the life. The bread came down from heaven, given to us, that we might feed on it, that we might feed on that gospel and be brought into the kingdom. The one who is a shield for us, our glory and the lifter up of our head. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth, the spirit of light, the spirit of the living God, the hand of the creator, the father of all spirits, the Lord in the midst of his people who is mighty, Spirit of victory, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, who lifts us up now out of the pit, one who has made the living God who has made his tabernacle within our body, <clears throat> so that we don't need to search for him outside. We don't need to live with all our vulnerabilities and weaknesses. So that when he comes, we cannot continue to be a failure. Our life must change. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with that opportunity of baptism where you freely give of your spirit that we might no longer just be mortal flesh but might be quickened, made alive in the spirit. And Jesus said, the things that you see me doing, you shall even do greater things if we believe. We offer ourselves thought to be schooled by your spirit, to be opened up in our understanding and through your wisdom unto all the mysteries that you make available to us. So that when we understand those principles, those prophecies, the promises that you give us, the covenants that you make with us, your ways that are way above our ways, we adapt to those, we obey, we align. Then your kingdom has come in our life. And all these things that we ask for, we seek for, you start ministering to all those needs. You said all those needs shall be added unto you. We thank you, Lord. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. I also cover every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the same blood of the new and eternal covenant. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will for each of these lives, Lord. I call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord. From Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word 
that goes out of my mouth this day. We declare that it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue. And you give us your words that are spirit and our life so that when we speak it, we can speak life into any situation. Thank you for that discernment to choose those spirit words and not words of death or curses. Not on ourselves, not on our families. Thank you, Lord. Today, I'd like to reflect on the part of our journey with God where we are strong, courageous, are seeking His direction, and then He gives an instruction. Now, yesterday we touched on God is able to make every grace abound towards you. Now, He gives an instruction. And that could be a challenging time when you receive that instruction. And our intent must always be inclined towards doing things God's way, not our way. There could be situations where he would say, now move forward. Or he could be very specific in his instruction. Moses first obeyed God's instruction to strike the rock. Where he said, strike the rock and water will come out of it. And in everything else, Moses obeyed his instruction except for the one where he was frustrated with the people's unbelief. The people keeping on nagging. And the second time when they needed to get water out of the rock and God told him, speak to the rock instead of striking it, he instead out of frustration struck it. And that disobedience cost him his entry into the kingdom the price of not following God's instruction. Jesus, on the other hand, did nothing outside the will of God or uninstructed by God. If God didn't say it, he didn't move. In John 5 verse 30, he says, I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just because I seek not to do my will but the will of the Father which has sent me. Jesus himself also demonstrated obedience to every law that was in the book. He said, I came to uphold and fulfill the law, not to abandon it. And he demonstrated it especially, more specifically to the commandments, the first two, the greatest commandments. Love God, which he did till his last breath. And even on the cross, he cried at being separated from the Father. Eli, Eli, Lama, Sabakthani. It was separation of the Father, separation from the Father that he couldn't bear. And the second was love your neighbor as yourself. He taught it to us in John 15 verse 13. Greater love has no man than this, 
to lay down one's life for his friend. And he demonstrated it by taking our place on the cross. The punishment on himself. That was his love. So if God gives you an instruction, there is no reason on earth to disobey. And yet because he respects our free will, at times we will use our logic, we use our common sense to have it our way. And a lot of times, that way which we think we are using is not really the way of wisdom. It goes against the way God would like us to do things. And sometimes he is forced to shut certain doors. Sometimes common sense can go against his will. Why? Because it is born out of the education that we receive in the flesh. So it ends up being a fleshly way. All fleshly way will teach you to look after your body. And at times, God may put you in an uncomfortable position. We have to train our discernment to override our common sense if we are to operate in the spirit. And we have to seek wisdom that is born out of the spirit from the word. That the word is made alive and becomes flesh. It becomes real to us. We use that wisdom. Let's look at another example on this now. Genesis 26. We'll first take verses 1 to 5 and then we'll take verses 12 to 15. We shall touch on this very verses even in tonight's Bible study session but from a different context. That's the context of waiting. So I'll read them and then we'll just quickly go over what the message there is. So Genesis 26 verses 1 to 5. It says, Now there was a famine in the land besides the previous famine in Abraham's time. Now we're speaking about Isaac's, Isaac's time here. The famine in the land during Isaac's time and Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, do not go down to Egypt. Now listen to the instruction. Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land where I tell you to live. Stay in this land for a while and I will be with you and will bless you. So that's a promise. For to you and your descendants, I will give all these lands and will confirm the oath I swore to your father Abraham. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and will give them all these lands and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed. So he's reiterating what he promised Abraham. Why? Because Abraham obeyed me and did everything I required of him. Keeping my commands, my decrees and my instructions. So God gave him an instruction, made him a promise <clears throat> which he would receive if he obeyed. Now it was up to Isaac. What would he do? When times were tough, even his father Abraham went to Egypt. 
And then he realized and he came back to Canaan. Here as well with the famine, all the others around him would have decided to go to Egypt because there was food there. Even in Jacob's time, when there was a famine, they did the same thing. And all logic suggested that Isaac should go there. Common sense says there is nothing to eat here. How will you survive? Others may have even advised him, you should go to Egypt. Using his brains and using all the information that is available there <clears throat> around him in the physical, Isaac should be going to Egypt. But now let's look at verse 12 to 15. God told him to do the opposite. Don't go. And verse 12 to 15, let's see what he did. It says, Isaac planted crops in the land. So he stayed. He chose to go not with what his common sense suggested, but to go with what God suggested. He planted crops too. When there is famine, he did the unthinkable. He demonstrated faith, planted crops in the land and the same year reaped a hundredfold because the Lord blessed him. Then verse 13 says, the man became rich and his wealth continued to grow. So it didn't stop there. It continued to grow until he became very wealthy. Verse 14 says, he had so many flock and herds and servants that the Philistines envied him. And then verse 15, so all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the time of his father Abraham, the Philistines stopped and they filled them with earth. He started becoming a threat, an object of envy and jealousy. So they decided, let's stop the water supply so that his, his farm and his flock can no longer prosper. And we will touch on what that means in tonight's Bible study session. The wells in your life. But here for now, Isaac chose to do it God's way. Obedience to God brought him abundant wealth. He didn't choose to stick with his logic. I remember the land was still in famine. Yet his testimony defied that calamity, defied the law of nature. Because he followed God's instruction. The land did not yield anything to anyone. Yet the earth there collaborated with him to produce his blessing. All based on one instruction given by God. Which he could have chosen not to obey. So someone could be in recession. They could be jobless. They could be helpless. And God says, don't go to the big city. Stay here. Or don't apply for a job. Start your business. All logic might say, no business will thrive in recession. We've seen that even in the COVID period. And yet if God says, do it, then you must follow his instruction, not your logic and not the advice of other humans. But you need to be sure that it is God saying it to you. 
You must test the voice of every spirit you hear. And then when you are sure it is him and you follow the instruction, then as Deuteronomy 28 verse 1 and 2 says, if you fully obey the Lord your God, and carefully follow all his commands, then the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. And in verse 2 he says, all these blessings will come on you and accompany you. And then the next 12 verses, as you see, are all the blessings that God promises. Obedience to his way, to his word, to his instruction always brings blessings. So when God gives us an instruction and asks for things to be done in a specific way, we have to do it God's way, not our way. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that discernment to know your voice in every single time, Lord, especially in difficult and challenging times when we do not have direction, when all logic suggests other things and yet that is not part of your plan. That in those times of challenges, Lord, we do not turn away from you, but we turn towards you. We do not try to push ourselves harder in any direction, but rather we depend on you, acknowledge your presence in it, surrender it to you, and press into you for your direction, for your wisdom. I ask for that edification, Lord, in our spirit this day. And as we pray for that spiritual edification, and we also pray for the grace for obedience, Lord. To hold on to it and to obey every last part of that instruction that you gave there. As we pray for that edification, we also pray, Lord, for our physical and our temporal needs. Those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease that are hospitalized, will undergo all kinds of challenges this day. For all families that are facing division and separation. We thank you, Lord, for all the healings that you have provided for us this week. And for all the testimonies that will come this evening during our Bible study session. We give you honor, we give you glory, Father. We thank you for them. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance and poverty. All kinds of afflictions, addictions, compulsive behaviors. That every such yoke of the enemy be crushed, broken and destroyed by the precious blood of Jesus. Let every chain be broken. Let your light shine through their lives, Lord. So that they don't just see your hand at work, but they see your heart, they see your face. And there is transformation and there is a decision that they will make to turn towards you. And give you their hearts and receive their salvation. We pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends as well, Lord, especially those that are not yet saved. Knowing you, yet they stay far. They haven't yet seen your face. We ask for a quickening in their spirits as well, Lord. 
so that those whom thou hast given us, Lord, we lose none of them either, just like Jesus didn't. We pray for that quickening, Lord. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit. We believe that we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us make our prayer now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sorry, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> <laughs> 
Scripture I've been given this morning is from Isaiah 1, verses 19 and 20. 
If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from John chapter 15, verses 7 and 8, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful daily reflections, our Divine Mercy and Rosary sessions, as well as the Friday Bible teaching sessions, please share links for Zoom, for YouTube, and for the prayer group as well, the Telegram group, so that people can join. They can join us live or you can point them to the recordings available on YouTube, on Spotify, as well as on our Facebook page. And they can be part of the prayer group where they can share their prayer requests and they can pray with others. More importantly, they can grow in their word knowledge and their prayer life improves. Also a reminder about our Bible study session this evening. This will be the seventh part in our series on a time of testing where we will learn about the wilderness experience and what you could go through when God has called you, how he will test you. This week we will touch on the potter's analogy and the process of waiting. So that's what's coming this evening. What does waiting on God look like? Praise and worship will start from 5.30pm Australian Eastern Standard Time, followed by Confess Boldly Testimony Time and then the teaching of the evening from around 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time onwards. So we have shared this in our Telegram group on our social media channels as well, on Facebook and on YouTube. Please share those messages with others, with your friends and family. Invite them to come and join us. And let the mercy and the grace, and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and His favor that comes out of His jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. We shall see you at Bible study this evening. Thank you, Thank Russell. You, Russell. Thank you, God, God bless everyone. God bless everybody. God bless everybody.